Welcome to Tell Me More About Co-Housing with Lynn Morissette and Kelly Soika. Co-Housing Houston is a multi-generational, community-minded group of people who share the values of connection and sustainability. We are developing the first co-housing project in Texas, in Houston, even ahead of Austin. Morning, Kelly. Morning, Lynn. How are you? I'm great. I'm actually in Dallas this morning. Yay! I'm in rainy, rainy Houston. It is pouring rain here. Well, you'll be pleased to know it is pouring rain in Dallas as well. <laughs> so the good news is that Texas is getting out of a drought. <laughs> yes, it's like everything is bright and green right now. It's yeah. Lovely. So, you know, on our drive up here, uh, I was asking my husband, who I know is a faithful listener of all of our podcasts, not, but anyway, <laughs> I was asking him uh, what he would want to hear about on our next podcast. And he said, hey, why don't you guys tell us about the common house? That's a good idea. What do you uh, think? We haven't talked about, I mean, we talk about it, but we haven't talked yeah. about it, you know? Yeah. So really, this is going to be me interviewing you today because you're the co-housing queen in our project. <laughs> so um, why don't you start out by telling us what is the common house? Yeah. You know, I actually don't even know the origin of the term common house, but, you know, the common house is usually built to be kind of like a house, you know, mm -hmm. it has a kitchen, it has a dining area, it has a gathering, like a living room, things like that. Um, there are extra bedrooms that are often used as guest rooms in common houses. Um, so it's like your house, just larger and, um, and used in common by everybody mm -hmm. in the community. And well, so you know, yeah, I was just gonna say, when we look at, at a co-housing plan, um, if you see the largest, um, kind of most centrally located building, that's generally the common house. I love that. I love that. That's. I've also heard you say it be the heart of the community. Yeah. And I've heard other people call it the secret sauce of co-housing. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the mail room, I think. Usually the mail room is in the common house. It depends on, you know, how kind of postal works in different places, but in my experience in um, in community, you get your mail and most of like your packages mm -hmm. <laughs> delivered to the common house. And so you go there frequently and you chat with neighbors and stand there and sort through what just needs to go straight into recycling. And it's like a really nice little spot. Nice. You know, I often tell people and, and you know, I don't know how true or false this is, but I, I keep telling people it's like a, you should think of it as a spillover like an extension of your own home. Is that is that very accurate of your experience? I think so, because that's how I've used it. You know, times when I needed to cook something really um, big, you know, or can something or whatever, I would just go over to the common house because the kitchen there was larger than my <laughs> personal kitchen. Um, and it's fun because you can rope other people into what you're, what you're working on. Um, and then, you know, my kids would spend a lot of time uh, playing in the common house because there are big spaces there where they had um, mm -hmm. stuff for tumbling and things like that, that um, you want to play in your own house sometimes, but a lot of the time you want to be there because that's where everybody else is. Yeah. So how, how busy is the common house? What would people expect? Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I'm on this co-housing list serve. Mm -hmm. um, which if anybody's interested in co-housing, it's a good one to get on. It's through cohousing.org and they administer, have administered this listserv, I mean, forever, like 20 years. And um, recently they uh, were referencing a study somebody did about common house usage and found that most common houses are underutilized um, as defined by their residents, that, that residents feel like their common house should be used more. 
Hmm. So, you know, there are times when the common house is quite lively, you know, dinner time, if there's a community dinner, it's very lively. If there are meetings going on, you know, during the week, it's quite lively. Um, Kids are playing, people are coming in and out after work. But there are times where it's quite, you know, peaceful and quiet. Mm. Um, my mm-hmm. husband, when he was getting his MBA, used to go over to the common house to study because it was oh, wow. quiet. He could find a quiet mm-hmm. spot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it depends. It's kind of like your house, right? Like I imagine there are times during the day when everybody is at work or school and the house is very quiet. And then there are times in the evening when everybody's home and, you know, their backpacks are strewn everywhere and, and it's very lively. So it's mm-hmm. similar. Oh, well, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that about it being kind of kind of like your own home, because that's a question that I have. What kind of things do people do in the common house? Is it pretty much everything you might do in your own home or is it maybe go beyond that? Yeah, it goes beyond that because there are things that you wouldn't want to do in your own home. Um, well, I don't know. I guess it depends on the size of your own home, right? <laughs> so yeah. some people might want to, you know, host a party for 40 people regularly in their own home. But um, but it is a space that is generally larger than your personal space, mm-hmm. better outfitted than your personal mm. space. Because, you know, like I have pots and pans to feed, you know, make dinner for five people, but I don't have um, industrial size, you know, pots to make soup for, you know, for people. Mm-hmm. So it's, there are things that you would do in the common house that you just wouldn't do in your, in your own home. And then I also think a lot about the exercise equipment that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, we've mm-hmm. never had a treadmill in our home, but that came in really handy in Colorado in the winter when you wanted to run um, I bet. on the common house. Yeah. So what kind of, you, can you think back on your experience, your six years in Colorado, some activities that really stand out in your mind that took place in the common house that might not have ever happened in somebody's home just by virtue of facilities or people just coming together spontaneously. Yeah, I mean, so to put context, I had small children and we homeschooled. So mm-hmm. a lot of the things were activities that nobody else could host. You know, we were the only people who could host them because we had this really large space. So we hosted the choir brunch and mm. we hosted the Girl Scout troop. We hosted the homeschool um, book club. Uh, we had this, you know, giant, huge Robin Hood day there where we made a, a medieval feast and forest feast. And we had, you know, space outside to shoot arrows and all kinds of things that nobody else had that kind of space mm. in, their, in their home. The ones that, I, that stick out to me as an adult are uh, election night returns are a whole lot of fun with all of your neighbors and you know everybody's been at community dinner has been talking about particularly the local races that you know somebody knows those people really well Mm -hmm. and it's just fun to all be together there doing that um and then you know some of the big community gatherings uh at nyland we had a harvest festival one year and so we hired a a dance caller and so we had a huge folk dance in our in our oh. common house and it was just delightfully delightfully fun just really really fun Halloween oh stands out too <laughs> Halloween is a big one yeah. a huge 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 time together um you know there's usually a a big kind of way for the kids to um trick-or-treat in the neighborhood but all of the adults come dressed up and you know in costume and it's just a really great place for everybody to be able to come and celebrate and then um, tidy up and then and then go home. And the one person is um, burdened with the hosting. 
Oh, yes. You know, I like that. Yeah. Um, you're right. Because if you end up hosting at your house, you've got all this heavy lifting to do before and afterwards. And, it, you know, if you've got really nice guests, they help. Yeah. But often they've got tired kids, too, or whatever. So, well, I'm getting excited about this. Um, all this talk about Halloween makes me think I better not downsize so much that I get rid of my old witch's costume. I think this is going to come in handy. <laughs> it will come in handy, but you also will be living with 32 other families. So um, there's a lot of emailing that goes on right before Halloween about, okay. you know, who, who has a, a fur coat and a, and a wig? I need it yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, speaking of those kind of events, and you were talking about events that you were doing like the you know, Girl Scouts or these yeah. book clubs, et cetera. Did you have to book that like for a private event or how does that work? Can people have their own private events in the common house? Yeah, I mean, it's up to each community, right? So it'll be up okay. to Co-Housing Houston to decide the parameters of it. But in general, um, residents can book portions of the common house or I guess presumably the whole common house. Um, but so like, if you're going to have a, you know, if you were a teacher of some kind and you wanted to, to have um, an instructional day, um, you could book kind of the main area of the common house and mm -hmm. people put up signs just saying, you know, class in progress. Um, and then some uh, groups will like, you, if you want to have a birthday party or something, you would maybe book like the kids room and the main room and the kitchen, you know, mm -hmm. for this period of time. Um, so it's nice because you've got this like much larger space than your own. And um, then you do have the burden of hosting on your own. That's that's the one thing that's different. You're like back to your old way of doing things, exactly. right? Yeah. You've just got the space. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sounds really that sounds really good. I'm looking forward to conversations about that in our community as to how we will manage that. And then also there's a question about... Um, you know, how is it managed? Do you have like a single person that manages the common house or how does that work typically? Yeah, in my experience, it's not a single person who manages the common mm -hmm. house. Um, I don't, some co-housing communities may do it that way. Um, but in my experience, there's usually a common house team okay. who's in charge of kind of keeping a list of, you know, maintenance things or mm -hmm. things that have run out. And if the uh, kitchen is stocked with, you know, staples, list of things that need to be um, need to be replaced and then that common house team uh, leads common house cleans um, okay community they worked those those were part of workday so you had some you know okay. indoor activities and some outdoor activities in another community it was its own workday mm -hmm. um, and the, you know the things that happen at that time are like you know, de-icing the freezer if it needs it or mm -hmm. changing light bulbs or repairing um, the, the little, Mike spent one whole Saturday repairing these little footers on the chairs to protect the flooring, oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, for all the, the dining room chairs. Right. Um, so that kind of, you know, work. Then keeping it clean, there are a couple of different approaches. One is to hire someone to mm -hmm. clean the common house once a week. Mm -hmm. The second is to have cleaning teams responsible for the different areas of the common house. Um, mm -hmm. And then the third is for that to happen with some frequency by the whole community. So okay. you could do it on work days, but really it needs, needs more often cleaning than that because there are bathrooms in the common house. I wondered. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, of course, you know, talking about cleaning and one person's idea of what's clean versus another's leads me to the inevitable kind of a little bit of a Debbie Downer question. And that is, what are some of the tensions that people might expect 
to have to deal with in you know managing the common house. Does yeah, stand I, out? I think a good one is um, uh, is the kids' room. You know, what are the expectations of what the kids' room should look like when when the kids have left? You know, does everything need to be exactly back in uh, in order, or huh. do, does do like the if there are tables in there, those need to be cleaned, or mm-hmm. you know, what exactly does that look like? Do, can do, if there's a trash can, can there be trash in the trash can, or do you need to empty the trash can? Um, and again, both communities I lived in had been established for a really long time and they'd seen families grow up from young to kids off, you know, and so they had a whole lot of experience under their belts and there was not a whole ton of tension about what is, what is clean. Like, I think everybody pretty much recognized what is clean. It was more Mm -hmm. who left that there. (laughs) And I have to say, I'll just warn you, um, that in the common house are forever a problem because um, kids in particular, but adults do this too. And adults like to blame everything on kids, but but truly all groups do this. They go and get a glass of water for a meeting or, or take, go to the playroom. And then the glass either doesn't get washed or mm. the glass makes it the kitchen, but doesn't make it into the dishwasher and, or, or doesn't it get like my house. Yeah, exactly. Or <laughs> even if it gets washed and it gets decide to dry and doesn't actually get put away I mean it's just that one is like a forever tiny gnat of a <laughs> of a clean okay so what I'm hearing is that all of my you know obsessive um, frustrations with the family I live with today is just that family's going to get bigger yeah <laughs> there will be more glasses more yes. things not put in the dishwasher so yeah. but like- unlikely to be anything you haven't seen before you exactly. know exactly <laughs> yeah. business as usual right yes yeah yeah. Well, I, this is great. Thank you so much for giving us a rundown. I, I just wonder if there's any kind of like final parting words as to what is kind of your biggest joy about the common house to leave it on a real high note. Yeah. I think my favorite thing about the common house is to just walk through and see who's there. And what's funny, I wouldn't have appreciated, appreciated this while we were living there. Cause I was always getting something or doing something um, but we went back this after we moved and I remember sitting out on the deck mm-hmm. of the common house and I just saw everyone, you know, like you, you just sit in front of the common house mm. and eventually you see everybody in the community and you sit and chat a little bit and then they go get their mail and move on. And it was just such a lovely way to be out in um, public. I really enjoyed that. So, oh, I love that. Let's just, I want to know what you're looking forward to, though, Lynn. What do you think is going to be the best thing? Well, I that is a great question. You know, it's funny because I have this very specific image based on our design drawings of what it's going to look like and what it's uh, going to look like looking out. I think for me, a lot of what I enjoy about being with people has to do with cooking and eating together. So that is probably one of the really big things for me. And I think the other thing is, I mean, I know once we get this thing built, you and I won't be spending every day, all day, probably working all these project things, but I would love to be in our co-working space with you and spend a half day. We've talked about doing that even once we get out of COVID and get vaccinated, just being at the same desk and just kind of working side by side kind of like we would be if we were at, a, at an office and just kind of cranking out stuff and talking as we're going along. So I think it's the idea of working um, next to people side by side, be it in the kitchen or 
maybe in the co-working or who knows, maybe I'll get out my sewing machine again. So maybe it's kind of <laughs> parallel play. Maybe that's it. Parallel play for grownups. There you go. I love it. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks everybody for stopping by today. So glad you checked out our episode. And thanks to my husband, Kip, for the suggestion today. For more about co-housing and about our project, go to cohousinghouston.com and subscribe to our newsletter. For general information about co-housing, we like cohousing.org. We're really active on social media, so check out what's happening on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Co-Housing Houston. See you next time. <laughs>